Patrick hoisted me onto the counter and got to work. His fingertips ran up my thighs lightly as he began moving to the beat. (laughs) Slower, I instructed. And use your (laughs) Patrick was always a quick study. Get out! Hello, Nicole. Hi, Bim. (laughs) I am in such a good mood today. Me too. Why are you in a good mood? Well, a number of things. Pilates is really paying off for me. My Mm. back feels so much stronger. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. feeling good. I'm feeling great. How are you? But (laughs) there's another reason. But first, let me ask you, why are you feeling so good today? Um, Okay, number one, Uh I took your recommendation and I went to a Pilates class. Bitch, what did I say? And it was really good. I felt like alive. I was able to like keep doing shit throughout the day isn't that something you know because like the last time i worked out i came home and i was like no i'm not moving from the couch which i know is not what you're supposed to do right but i did pilates and then i was like okay i can keep going run my errands stay yeah. out a little bit do whatever it was i really enjoyed it that's great yeah. i love that i love when it's, it's kind of like when the listeners kind of tell us they're watching a show because we mentioned yes, it yes and it's like that warms my heart like nothing else. But there is also another reason at the core of today's bubbling happiness. Mm. And what it's, is that? It's the first object. Who this is? Week. Oh. Patrick Swayze. Bitch, yes. Oh my gosh. May he rest in peace. May he rest in perfect, perfect peace. I <sighs> just want to mention how formative Patrick Swayze was for me, like a fundamental building block of yes. my, my lust language yes. is tied up in Patrick Swayze, specifically tied up in Patrick Swayze's back. Listen, I don't know what my teenage years would have been like without seeing him on screen. That is the most succinct way of saying that Patrick Swayze lives in the core of my lust DNA. He's so beautiful and yeah. graceful yes. and, and tough, yes. but like sensitive, yes. tender. Yes. Just, he's the kind of person who, you know, when you read in books and they say he cupped her face <laughs> all my life. That's not what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> Bitch, focus. We're not a sex podcast, Nicole. Come on. What's inherent in that move? is like strength and like, you know, manly manliness, Mm -hmm. but also like a softness. Like someone is like taking your face very gently. Jesus. I'm sorry. I've actually, I think I've actually upset myself. I'm just going to, I'm going to go outside and like, I'm going to smoke a fag. I'm going to have a little drink and come back because for me, Patrick Swayze really kind of just represented the, in many ways, the epitome of kind of just, you know, hot, solid man. Yeah. Just this graceful masculinity. Yes, bitch. Oh. That's the name of my new album, Graceful Masculinity. <laughs> Coming soon to a bookstore near you. Thirst Aid Kids' first book. Listen. Wow. Um, that's that's the power of Patrick. Yeah. So before we get even more tongue-tied. <laughs> Is that what we are? <laughs> let's just go ahead and just get right into it. Let's just go. All right. Okay. Let's, let's do it. She said to Patrick quietly. <laughs> When we were talking about this episode, yes, I've never seen so much glee bubble up in you because <laughs> Patrick Swayze is important to you. Yes, very much so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you sound so Southern right now. That's how I know it's real. <laughs> your, your home accent has come forth. 
Um, I remember seeing him very early. Um, <laughs> my sister is seven years older than I am, so right. I would watch a lot of stuff that I probably should not have been watching. But Listen, you know, it's the only way to live. Um, and cable at the time was just. If you saw one movie, you would see it within the next three hours. Like, I mean, cable was just like constantly it had like five movies it would play all the time. And for a long time, that movie was Red Dawn, <laughs> starring Patrick Swayze, a classic, and Jennifer Grey. Yep. Um, and there is this one scene, and we'll post this on on Tumblr because yeah. it's, there's no audio with it beyond uh, Patrick's character crying. <laughs> but I will never forget this because I've never seen this movie since the '80s. But Red Dawn, he's crying, and this huge snot bubble comes out of his nose. <laughs> That's acting, kids. <laughs> acting. Um, and he was also in The Outsiders. Yes. Yes. The classic adaptation yes. of a classic novel. Yes. Yeah. Which was like an 80s white boy thirst trap movie, right? <laughs> there were so many in the 80s. Yes. We should do a whole episode on 80s thirst trap white boy movies. We might have to do that All right, next okay, okay. Um, yeah, so you had Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um, Patrick Swayze was in there, and he was he had a much more mature face. He was around the same age as everyone else, but the other guys had like these little baby, sweet yeah teenage faces but Patrick right? looked like a man Patrick looked like a man <laughs> okay you put basing it a man <laughs> and he he kind of gets left out of that discussion when people talk about the outsiders yeah um, because he was not the little young cute kind of ambiguous looking right. guy uh-huh. uh, that mothers felt safe with their daughters posting pictures of on their walls or right whatever. because he did look he did look so much older yeah and i think that's actually a very important part of patrick's allure is mm-hmm. that he always looked even when he was young he looked like he'd seen life mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> he had like quite a craggy face yes. you know it was all kind of like cliffs and angles yes. and like you know like deep set eyes and he was very intense where he'd look at you and you like you know through the screen and you'd be like wow what's on his mind like yeah. you know he, he had like presence which you don't normally associate with very young actors mm-hmm. because you kind of grow into that shit but mm-hmm. he really had that presence and he was like this big guy yeah from he, early on you he always had his shoulders back, yeah. which is that dancer's po- very, you know, aware of his body. Great alignment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just, As oh. we're learning in Pilates, you yes, and I. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's also when I got to an age where I was paying attention to like the personal lives of, of stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I learned that he had a, a horse ranch or he had, you know, horses and stuff. I was like, of course he's got horses. <laughs> of course this man with this cowboy face. Right. Is riding fucking horses yeah. around. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's like a cowboy face to go with your cowboy lifestyle. Of course. Of course. The movie that for me, um, and I'm talking as though I'm like in this exclusive club. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole bunch of us. A generation, two, three, four generations <laughs> of people who watch Dirty Dancing and thought to themselves, yeah, that's the stuff. Oh, my gosh. I Dirty Dancing. Listen. Oh. I saw that shit in the theater and... I remember very clearly the reaction that these middle-aged white women had <laughs> to um, the scene where Baby and Johnny finally get it on Yeah, after dancing at the Sheldrake. <laughs> I'm oh, telling God. you, I have seen this movie so many times. <laughs> um, and Baby walks around him and she runs her hands yeah. across his butt. Yeah. Those white women, I, they tittered and they, I, it was like if they had pearls, they were clutching them. Yeah. You know? Like it was. I'm clutching mine right now. Oh my gosh. Because that was a bold move from Baby. Yes. Baby was kind of like, you know what? I'm taking charge of my sexuality tonight. And yes. I was like, Baby, I applaud you. I approve of this message. Like, listen. 
that movie, I watched it like you too early mm-hmm. because I remember kind of, again, having that little girl, like, scandalized face of, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I remember because when I first saw it, I didn't understand that the abortion storyline was, in fact, abortion. Yeah. So when I first saw Dirty Dancing, there was so much that kind of just floated way above my head. I didn't mm-hmm. understand, like, you know, I didn't even fully, I understood that there was a racial element, but I didn't quite get it. I could see that the performers and, you know, like the representation of the underworld mm-hmm. was very, very black. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I didn't quite understand things like what it meant to be Jewish and for this to be like a Jewish holiday camp. And right, all yeah. There was so many things that kind of floated over my head. But the thing that got in there real easy real quick was oh that's a hottie that's what a man looks like that's the shit that i want to eventually have when i'm you know over my stage of fancying boys who don't look like that and it it was so clear to me that i understood on a very 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 like basic level i was like oh i get it feelings are going to come Mm -hmm. and if they're directed at men like patrick swayze i'm good yeah and you know you know, I don't particularly care for blondes, but his yeah. hair was dark enough that I was like, okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> How generous of you. <laughs> but like his- Fine, Patrick, you can stay. <laughs> his intro scene, right? When yeah. Baby is like looking at the um, staffers in their meeting or whatever, mm. and he comes in with his crew of yeah. dancers and yeah. he's got his jacket slung over Ugh, his Such arm. a bad boy. Yes. Listen. And he's like, you hear that guy's going to be putting your pickle on everybody's plate or whatever he says. And he <laughs> knocks over a nap napkin after they've carefully you know arranged i was like oh <laughs> hello this is the guy i'm supposed to pay attention to right oh, what an man. entrance but the thing about him is like you've mentioned it already his grace mm. he would walk in shoulders back yes. you know never slumping mm-hmm. never slouching and he was always very tucked in and mm-hmm. this is again I, I know we're referencing pilates a lot but it makes a difference i promise you but my key thing is it always looks as though his middle was tucked in. He yes. was always very upright. Yeah. But not in a stiff way. It yeah. always felt like someone who was just kind of like, he walked so carefully, so gracefully. Mm. And then when it's revealed that he's like this, obviously this amazing dancer, mm-hmm. I remember even just kind of thinking, well, of course he fucking is. <laughs> like, well, of course. Look at that shit. And it's just the way he would move. And mm-hmm. he, you know, everything felt like, again, we've spoken about this, romance novels ruined everybody's life. But mm-hmm. that thing genuinely about cat like grace. Yes. Patrick Ooh. Swayze had that in spades. Man, he just, he your eyes just wouldn't leave his frame. No, not at all. And you're looking at the, like, the length of him. Like, the way... <laughs> <laughs> no! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to be poetic. I'm sorry. <laughs> but all of his lines. Yeah. You know, you hear talk about um, ballet dancers and their lines and the way that they... And he had that because he took ballet mm. um, as a child growing yeah. up. And he got teased about it a lot because he was also uh, playing football and so you know whatever but wasn't his mother also very into like dance I believe that's how he got into it yes yes and you find like later you know a lot of football players and other um, athletes are like no ballet really helps you get your your form together and all this kind of stuff so he was ahead of the game but you know boys will be boys as they say I guess Um, but yeah there is that that I think in many ways, because I, I loved him in so many other roles, but Dirty mm. Dancing is like the epicenter of my lust for Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Because it hit at the right time, mm-hmm. like puberty-wise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also it hit at a time when you're forming a language or, about what is desirable and yeah. what you hope, or, or rather what you imagine the life of your desire mm-hmm. to look like. Mm-hmm. Go, go. I'll try something. Go, go. Go, go. Close your eyes. Hungry eyes. I'm looking here and I can't disguise. I've got 
he wasn't a handsome, handsome man. Right. I mentioned before, he had like a bit of a craggy face. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a simple, it, it felt like a very kind of honest blue collar face. Yeah, you know, I talked about his horse riding stuff, but him being a cowboy. Um, but it was like, you could tell that he smoked. Right. He, had, he was a Marlboro <laughs> man. Right. You know, in Made the flesh. flesh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, he, he did look a little bit, what was a quirk when he was a kid, I guess the smoking didn't really help in terms mm-hmm. of like just making him look a little bit lived in. Mm-hmm. But I was always drawn to his face. It's mm-hmm. a really attractive, open face. It always yeah. felt very honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I think, again, it was so effective in Ghost. Okay, another movie I saw in the theater. I saw it with my sister and my aunt, and it was a lot. Of course. A, cla- that- a classic family outing film. <laughs> Listen, Ghost is another one of those movies, isn't it? I honestly, I tried to watch it maybe last year uh, around that time um, because I hadn't seen it in so long. And I was like, okay, let me watch it because I do remember enjoying it. Um, but it was so hard because I knew that he was going to die, right? right? You know, and then there's, you know, fits. <laughs> um. Yeah. Which, you know, someone, <laughs> Lovey on her blog used to call him, when she would do her scandal recaps, she used to call him President Ghost. Yes. Which always made me laugh so hard because it's like, I was like, that's a, such a perfect, stupid nickname. It's so great. But yes, it's very distracting to know everything you know now yeah. and to be watching it as mm-hmm. you did. But, but the first time you saw it, when you had no knowledge of this stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, I remember being blown away by Ghost. Yeah. Like, this idea of good and evil like it's a very very basic morality tale. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like a bad man did a bad thing mm-hmm. and the good man came back and helped it's, it's just like oh my god what kind of fucking simple thing is this but listen right and then you you know you've got this element of the magical negro woman uh-huh. you know what uh-huh. i'm saying right. like when you get older and you start like yeah you can more... pass it out and you kind of go this is a little problematic guys. yeah but you know shout out to whoopi goldberg that's how she got the o in her egot <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, the infamous pottery lovemaking scene. Bitch, listen, let me tell you something. Almost 15, 20 years after I saw that movie, I took a pottery class. Oh, really? Tell me more. Tell me more. All I will say is there was no Patrick Swayze in my class. (laughs) And the clay never once shifted off its axis because I was a diligent student. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. But I will say that there was a brief moment when I signed up for the class and I thought to myself, ooh, what if I met? No, yeah. no, stop that thought right there. You're only going to be disappointed. And I was. But pottery as a sexy time thing, yeah. that's, that's pottery's highest cinematic moment. It really is. Because <laughs> I follow this guy on Twitter um, who does pottery mm. and he has great hands. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, Nicole. <laughs> They're wow. very veiny. Oh, um, all right. That'll do. That's enough. That's enough out of you, sis. <laughs> but um, he's, you know, he'll put up some posts about, we don't do ghost in my <laughs> in my class. No, More's the pity, sir. Yeah, no ghosting. Um, but actually, you know, when I got older. Wait, no ghosting? Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but when I got older, I'm like, I understand why this was sensual. Oh, yeah. You know, but then I'm also like, what happens with the clay is everywhere. You yeah. know, it's all over your hands. You can't... Eat it up. It's, it's all good. It's not practical. In the same way that, in the, you know, in romance novels and in the movies, somebody comes to the office and sweeps everything off the desk. And I'm yeah. like, well, listen, that took a while to organize. That's alphabetical, <laughs> bitch. Like, now I have to clear everything up. So let's not focus on the actual, like, IRL practicality. Right. It was hot as fuck, though. It was. And, you know... The pottery thing, and you know, you're sitting there with the the wheel. What's it called? I don't know what the potter's wheel. The, the potter's wheel yeah. between your legs, yeah. and it's you know, you got it's a lot. It's a lot. It's and elemental. You got Patrick Swayze behind you, Listen. chest against your back, <laughs> naked chest. 
He was topless in that scene. I was like, first of all, Molly, how did you even carry on doing any kind of pottery, to be honest? Oh like, God. at that point, when somebody walks in and they look at Patrick, so you just kind of go, do you know what, Ben? I'm going to pack up for tonight. Yeah. Let's just go back upstairs, innit? It's it's such a potent <laughs> image. And it's that thing, exactly, it's exactly like you said, he's behind, he's bracketing her. Yes. And he looks like he's just going to, like, fucking, dev- like, he's just going to, like, subsume yes. Jesus Christ. Uh. I remember watching that and knowing without a shadow of it, I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want that. Uh, and he had, he had short hair. Yeah, he did. And he had normally been, like, kind of longish hair. Yeah, yeah. He had longish hair. Bad boy hair, hair right? Yeah, but mm. then he was short. Then... What, I don't know what it is about men who can't say I love you. Ugh. Right? You yeah. got Han Solo. Han Solo. I know. Formative shit. Yeah. Then you've got Patrick Swayze. Ditto. Yeah. Just fucking say fucking Sam. Say it. You're going to die. <laughs> say you love somebody. <laughs> That's advice for general living. If you, In the words of Daniel Caesar, if you've got someone you like, tell somebody. Just let them know. Listen. I'm, okay, this is going to be like a, a short segue PSA. <laughs> but if you, I'm someone who find it, I find it very difficult to express crushes and to kind yeah. of like be explicit about what yeah. you want, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, my romantic life. And I'm here to say, okay, this is a testimony. It's like church. We have got to get over this hurdle, people. We have got to say it when we feel it. No yes. games. Just yes. say the fuck what you mean. Because as, as far as you know, your best friend is plotting to kill you right now. This is some real shit. <laughs> that is. Do you so want to go out like Sam did when President Ghost is over there trying to kill you for your for your woman, for your man, for Listen, your partner? Just say it. Your best friend is gonna try to hump your partner. So just say it with your chest right now. If someone says I love you, you say it right back. None of this fucking ditto and I know shit. Say I love you too. I love you. Um, <laughs> I love you. I really love you. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Ghost. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time. I've got two Patrick Swayze movies in my top 10 Mm -hmm. films. Right. And he wasn't necessarily the best actor on the planet. No. God. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Lost is not that blind. Roadhouse. Listen. I'm going to let you go to town on this because I only have a very glancing knowledge of Roadhouse, but you know it like it's your Bible. Man, I <laughs> love this movie so much. It's so ridiculous and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great. Patrick Swayze played this character named Dalton. I I can't. You have to Dalton. Dalton. My favorite thing is when you have a white character and they just give you like the perfect name. I'm like, yeah, Dalton. That's not going to be like a black dude, Dalton. Yeah. So he comes to town. He's not a bouncer. Mm-hmm. He's what they call a cooler. Oh, yeah. I know. So he comes in. He assesses the situation. Basically, like, um, what's the little chef do that comes in and makes the kitchens better for people and cusses them out? Gordon Ramsay? Yes. Imagine that. But for clubs. Yes. <laughs> okay, gotcha. As a bouncer. Uh-huh. So he comes to this town. And he finds out that the town is run by this rich asshole dude or whatever sure. who has everybody on his payroll. Taylor's and, oldest time. Yeah, sure. you know. But Dalton is like, nah, I'm going to make sure that this place, Roadhouse, right? <laughs> oh, God, shut up. <laughs> Talk to me like this is like some high intellectual <laughs> fucking conversation. Roadhouse, you know, <laughs> sit down. But carry on, please. Uh, you know, he gets on the wrong side of the powerful man. people. Yeah. Right, right. And that person is constantly sending these thugs after him to take care of business. And this clip, 
Oh, it's one of my favorite clips. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so these people come in to mm-hmm. try to teach Dalton a lesson. Sorry, we're closed. Well, then what are all these people doing here? Drinking and having a good time. Well, that's why we're here. You're too stupid to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you're hysterical. <laughs> so this man tries to kick Dalton and Dalton grabs his leg and twists it and then he says that line, you're too stupid to have a good time. Can you imagine? <laughs> <sighs> and Patrick Swayze has his hair is like very 80s, you know, yes, it's it like is. swooped back on the side, but the then also like man. a little pompadour in the front and yeah. then it's long in the back. Like a know? cockatiel. Yes. Yeah. I love the oh, 80s. My it really was a time that style just bypassed. <laughs> <sighs> and then there's this other famous line that right. he gives. I mean, my accent is hard right now because I love this movie so much. <laughs> Um, of course, he has. There's a love interest, of course. right? And uh, she's the town doctor. Her name is Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, she gotta just, have a gotta 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 have a respectable love interest. Yeah, so okay. she just goes by Doc, um, and he goes to see her after one of these fights and everything. Mm. And so he has a stack of his medical records, like just a folder brimming with all of the wounds that he has received over the years in, in his business. Sure. So he goes to see her and he says this, again, this very famous line. Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier of 31 broken bones, two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four stainless steel screws. That's an estimate, of course. I'll give you a local. No, thank you. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. <sighs> pain don't hurt <laughs> and so then she staples his wound together and he mm. all he does is flinch mm. you know just a little bit no so hot. yeah so hot. yeah i mean listen men should cry but also when they don't eh, real nice yeah and he <laughs> you know he's got this little smirk on his face because yeah. he's he knows he's flirting with her and whatever um but dalton he would do tai chi you know so they're looking at him like yeah. The 80s really was an interesting slash very racist time. Yes, you know, some Orientalism happening here. Just a tinge. Um, You know, just trying to talk about how he's so, quote unquote, zen, right? Uh That he's able to take the stress of his job, do a little Tai Chi, and be, you know. Lust is very complicated, mate. Like, sometimes you think, like, again, it's that thing you were saying, like, looking back on something and kind of going, oh, mate, that's that's a problem. (laughs) I think you you kind of nailed it. Like that whole vibe of kind of like there was like a, a very weird fascination with like Zen culture mm-hmm. um, in Hollywood in the 80s where everything was kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a, a resurgence of like, what can we bring besides the Kung Fu? Yeah. You know, so there yeah. was like a lot of mashup. Yeah. Of like various philosophies and whatever. It's kind of like it's vaguely Asian. Chuck it in. Yeah. That was a bad time, guys. It was, yeah. It and was even Patrick wasn't immune from right. that. Um, and, you know, then there's the love scene. Right. Right. Okay. okay. And this is like, as you've pointed <laughs> out, this love scene is soundtracked by someone very special. And there's an echo of it in Dirty Dancing. Yes. Otis Redding, you know, features prominently in some of my favorite Patrick Swayze yeah. moments. Right. Yeah. Love Man mm. from Dirty Dancing. Yep. And then the love scene in mm. Roadhouse. What song is that one? That song is These Arms of Mine. What a classic. And, 
you know, we'll put it on the Tumblr because there's this moment uh, where Dalton and Doc, they finally what do What a it. great couple name. <laughs> Dalton and Doc. <laughs> great. And he has her up against the wall. Sure. And he does this thing where he, like, scratches her legs as he pulls, you know, up her nightgown and stuff. And then, you know, she straddles him and he's boning her with her back <laughs> against the wall. Wow. You are a, truly a poet. <laughs> And he's boning her, sure. Listen. Taking her to Pound Town, sure. <laughs> so romantic. You're a real lady. <laughs> but Patrick does this thing. Mm. He does like this little hip dip. Mm. And then you he, just you just did it at yeah, me and I'm yeah. very I'm I'm very flustered <laughs> right now. And then he like swirled his hips and he made it look very real. Because a lot of times when people in movies or mm. TV shows they're showing stand up sex, it's just straight like humping mm-hmm. right again with the poetic word choice yeah <laughs> but as anyone who has you know, experienced stand-up sex mm-hmm. knows it's not just humping you got to do a little dip to make sure that everything goes where it's supposed to go <laughs> oh my god and i felt this was a very real moment so you, you're telling me roadhouse has a moment of pure cinema verite yes good to yes. know good and to it know. reminds me a lot of what another instance James McAvoy in Atonement. Right. The library I've scene. seen you tweet about this. Yes. Mm. That hip dip. Mm. Listen. Yes. So Patrick had it down. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a child, I'm watching this. I'm just I'm just like, oh, they're doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm intrigued by just like the naughtiness of it. Right. Then as I got older and more experienced, yeah. I was like. You brought like a real critic's eye. Yes. And you, 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 yes. you wanted to comment on the authenticity. Yes. I'm proud of you. Oh, because I was like, <laughs> Patrick, I see you. I understand what you're doing here. I appreciate how realistic you were trying to make this scene. Thank you. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Of course, Patrick had like a career that was very, very hot for like a very long time. And mm-hmm. then it kind of like slightly kind of like meandered into like, you know, the middle age slump where yeah. everything was just a little bit less shiny. And, you yeah. know, but before he went away and became like less, less, you know, than Patrick Swayze, the movie star, he, of course, was in Point Break. Oh, man. <laughs> Which, as anyone can tell you is a love story between two men. Yes. <laughs> and it is the most beautiful thing. And shout out to Catherine Bigelow, who should have won the Oscar for that rather than anything else. This movie, truly, it brought to me a very fundamental understanding of straight men bonding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And perhaps was my first indication as a kid where I thought to myself, oh, they should be boyfriends. Like, they so clearly <laughs> love one another. Like, they so clearly are each other's person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that feeling of kind of, like, pure adoration. There's a very, there's a really wonderful sequence in the Netflix comedy uh, Lovesick mm-hmm. where Luke describes Point Break <laughs> in full detail to Dylan. And it's one of the funniest things you, I have ever seen and probably one of the things you, you will ever, you know, it's just so great. But that thing about men really glommed on to Point Break yeah. as like their movie. Yeah. You know, I love that it was directed by a woman. It has like, to me, a very, very clear instance of female gaze all over it. Yes. And it's, that's, I think it's a tenderness that draws men in. Like they feel feelings about this film. Mm-hmm. And Patrick is so great. It also stars our other fantastic fundamental bay, Keanu Reeves. Yes. It's great. Everything in that just works. And I mm-hmm. think Patrick really adds something because, again, it's that kind of sensitive tough guy. Mm-hmm. And he's nailing this very particular feeling. Mm-hmm. And then Keanu comes in and matches it 
it's just a really great movie. And Patrick is like very, very good in it. And oddly enough, doesn't get the kudos. No, he never does. Though. He never does. And it's a shame. It's a real shame. But Patrick is, he's everything. And I think for me, and we've established this for you as well, that there is something about, it's it's the it's the massive contradictions that he bears so well on his body, on his frame. Mm-hmm. He is like this tough guy who mm-hmm. is also someone who is the fucking twinkle toes. Yes. Like that, the thing that always got me about Dirty Dancing mm-hmm. was watching him kind of transform from this like swaggering, dude Mm -hmm. into kind of like all right and now a very delicate lift yes he was always just this beauty he would do these things and he was i mean a lot of the dancing in in dirty dancing is actually concentrated in patrick swayze's hips Mm. and they're just so fluid Mm. but then when the camera kind of pans out and you're no longer looking at just like midsection you suddenly Mm -hmm. think oh rah that's a man yeah (laughs) and your voice does that weird kind of like cough he's a man like (laughs) he's just so good Mm -hmm. and i think yeah he was very underrated in his life Mm -hmm. but not to us no we saw that shit to go back to point break Mm. and the homoeroticism yes of it uh johnny utah Mm. keanu's character yeah was also involved with this woman named tyler that was like one right? of the most sexist things I've ever seen. I'm sorry, <laughs> but go on. As played by Lori Petty. God bless Lori Petty. And she looked like a tomboy, right? She had a very androgynous haircut, right? right. It was a pixie cut. Mm. You know, she didn't wear earrings. I don't remember her wearing earrings or whatever. But, you know, she was just kind of androgynous. She, mm. you know, whatever. And to see this love story between Johnny Utah and Bodie. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening here in this film? You know, what is going on? It was just, it's so well done. All of that gets uh, left to the side as people focus on the adrenaline rush of of what's going on and the action thriller components and stuff. Mm. But there's very much some shit about gender happening, gender and love and and eroticism happening. Uh Uh The thing about Patrick also is that he has this very kind of um, open sexuality to his acting Mm -hmm. so in Tu Wong Fu Mm. where he's you know in drag like the majority Mm -hmm. of of the movie he kind of exhibits this thing which again I didn't really see until much later in Magic Mike 2 Mm -hmm. rather let's call it by its real name Magic Mike XXL (laughs) but I remember that that feeling of being in queer communities Mm -hmm. and being not not performing a kind of brash masculinity right. to kind of like distance yourself yeah. from this thing that is not like us yeah. you know yeah. the ease of being mm-hmm. like it really it life is life is what it is we don't have to kind of he, he inhabits this very kind of open space where mm-hmm. you just think to yourself sure patrick swayze is a drag queen. Sure. Right. Yeah. There was never a thing where I was kind of like, oh, he, he's very uncomfortable. Oh, he doesn't mm-hmm. like doing that. Mm-hmm. It was a very effortless, um, effortless performance. Mm-hmm. And it felt very much like someone who had no qualms about trying to like box, you know, put his own sexuality into a box in that way. Right. Like obviously he was with his wife, um, as far as we know, was a straight man, yeah. whatever, for years and years. Mm-hmm. But I just love that he, when I imagine the script coming to him, and him just kind of going, yeah, and you know, he's in that movie with John Leguizamo and with yeah. Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Again, two very kind of thrusting, manly men mm-hmm. type things. And the whole vibe of that movie. And of course, a third of that credit goes, of course, to Patrick Swayze as well as Wesley and John. But just that feeling of just, you know, a man who 
is just chill and is not so caught up in the bounds of masculinity that this would be a problem for him. That's so attractive. And Patrick had that in spades again. Just someone who confidence. That's it. The confidence to know that I'm not, none of this changes who I am Mm -hmm. and this doesn't affect you, doesn't attack you and Mm -hmm. who you are in any way. It's just, it's a fact of life. Mm -hmm. Queerness is a fact of life and this is just one outlet. This is how it looks in one story. Yes, you will start off a mere boy in a dress. But by the time we are done with this crusade, your anti-Vita and your anti-Noxie will give you the outrageous outlook and indomitable spirit that it will take to make you a full-fledged drag queen. I really appreciated the fact that he just seemed to kind of just roll with it. He seemed like the the chillest man. And there were all these lovely stories from his co-stars about how he was great. He was this, Mm -hmm. he was that. And I just think there is something to be said for, you know, those people who have these wonderful reps. And then after they die, nothing bad seems to come out of the woodworks. Like everyone's kind of like, no, that was the story in life as it is in death. It's great. That is, again, listen, we've said it before. Kindness is hot. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Swayze seemed like a very kind man. And everyone having so many good things to say about him really only adds to, I mean, that's why this series is called Sadly Dead Bay. Because (laughs) Patrick deserved to live forever. You know, just like enriching our lives, being hot. And like, imagine Patrick Swayze as like an old hot man. Yeah. I would have been so into that. Yeah. Um, The last thing he did was a TV series called The Beast. Mm. And it was right in the middle of his cancer diagnosis as he Mm. was, you know, undergoing treatment for that. And as we know, he was not able to rally, keep rallying from that. Um, But it would have been so nice to see him make that comeback fully Mm. and to keep seeing him on our screens to this day but unfortunately he's not here but we will respect him through thirst yeah (laughs) the most respectful of all memoriams i just yeah patrick is one of those guys you know there's a reason why i think when we were talking about doing this episode Mm -hmm. our eyes kind of did like this dual thing of both kind of clouding up a little bit sadly but also kind of lighten up with like pure remembered like generational loss because I think for so many people out there of a certain age Mm -hmm. or you know a certain age bracket Mm -hmm. Patrick was the epitome of like the dude he was the guy yeah you know we're putting a lot of stock in Dirty Dancing right but But that's because mate listen yeah I mean (laughs) but that was such a fantasy role for anybody who was interested in men sexually, right? Because right. you have this man who was a dancer, mm-hmm. graceful, beautiful to look at. Yes. He was a protector. Uh-huh. He looked after his friend who yes. was going through a very difficult time in her life. Yeah. And he was willing to take the abuse of baby's father. Yes. Like, what kind yes. of hero motherfucker is that? Like, yes. Jesus. And when he lost his job to yeah. protect baby, yep. he went to her father and was like, get your shit together because baby is amazing and she's going to grow up and she's not always going to be a baby. Listen. And then that infamous line, nobody puts baby in a corner. I felt that was a very cheeky thing. Because in my head, I was kind of like, you literally just like deflowered this man's (laughs) daughter. (laughs) With her full consent, I must say. These are like, she's not, baby doesn't exist to be the property of Dr. Hausman. But I'm just saying, like he's coming in there all, and I'm like, "Uh, baby can fight her own battles. She just finished doing it with you. She's cool. (laughs) Don't worry about that. But on the other hand, how great it is to have somebody kind of like, I'll step in. Yeah. Should you need me to? Like, everyone yes. wants a defender. You want someone in your corner so unflinching. Yes. 
And that little line, nobody puts baby in a corner, and he kind of extends his hand. Yes. And she looks at the hand to kind of, and I'm like, bitch, take the hand. <laughs> like, I was in my feelings. I was so, that I swooned watching that. Because as a kid, you know, you're just beginning to get a handle on the idea of what is, you know, desirable, what's yeah. sexy. And I was like, without a shadow of a doubt, that's it. That is it. I want it. So I was watching Crazy Stupid Love, however many years later, starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. And, you know, she asks the, the Ryan character, like, so how do you, you know, what's your move? And he was like, Ugh. and he's kind of reluctant, but he goes, I do the move from Dirty Dancing. And she's yeah. like, what? He goes, I put on the song and then I, I lift, <laughs> I, I, I do the lift. And she makes him do it. Yeah. And she's kind of skeptical. She's like, whatever, right. this isn't going to work. Right. And then it fucking works. And I'm like... <laughs> Whoever wrote this film understands a generation of women out there. If a dude was kind of like, yeah, I could do that. I'd be like, turn the music on. Just remember, you're the one thing. I'm in. Uh, uh, I can't get enough of. That's Let me I tell you something. Okay. Um, no. Yes. This could be love because I had the time of my life. Woo! I wanted to sing that to Patrick so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, I'm a thick snack and I like skinny boys. So sometimes it's hard for me to try to like reenact that moment. Okay. You got to try though. It's your responsibility. You owe it to the memory of Patrick to try every time. But I will tell you though. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Okay. I do the baby move. I don't do it around the butt. But the way she like runs her hands so weird. across his back, uh-huh. and then you see his nipples. You do that. I do that. Wow. You know, just walk around him. You know, men like to be you know complimented and praised too uh-huh. with their bodies. Uh-huh. They they want a little attention. So you're saying that dirty dancing is essentially a sex manual. Yes. Amazing. Yes. What a, what a place to what what a place we ended this conversation in. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, we miss you and we oh, love you so much. Still would. God bless you, Patrick. You really you you really saved a generation. <laughs> you Sexy ghost. <laughs> oh, God. So we've had a very rousing discussion <laughs> about Mr. Patrick Swayze. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite people in life. Right. And I feel like whenever I'm reading fanfic in general mm-hmm. um, with a dude, mm-hmm. it's almost always at the back of my mind, even though I've never articulated it. I'm thinking about a guy like Patrick, you know, big and solid, but also like deeply sensitive Uh and, you know, just kind and all that stuff. So in a way, this feels like a real full circle moment where I'm kind of like, yeah, a lot of the times I'm thinking about Patrick Uh or a version of Patrick. So it was very nice for me to write a Drabble this week, thinking about Patrick specifically. Mm. You know, we talked about this a little earlier, but I really think that he, seeing him in Dirty Dancing helped me formulate my seduction techniques. Oh, God. And that's all I'm going to say. That's I all get, you need to yes, say. I'm going to read my lovely, sweet drabble. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> this man is such an important part of your, a part of your life. He really is. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> as soon as I heard the garage door activate, I rushed to run Patrick a tub full of steaming hot water. By the time he sauntered into the kitchen, I had a glass of lemonade and some extra strength Tylenols ready for him. Mm. He kissed me in thanks and held me close in silence. He pressed his lips against my forehead and wondered aloud into my hair, I might be getting too old for all of this. I rubbed the worry from his chest and told him to head to the bathroom. I'd be right behind him. A few moments later, Patrick was settled into the tub, lavender-scented bubbles and Epsom salt Soothing away his aches. <laughs> what? 
A few moments later, Patrick was settled into the tub, lavender-scented bubbles and Epsom salt soothing away his aches. I flicked water at his chest, hoping to get him to smile, but the poor soul was too tired to do more than lift one corner of his mouth before closing his eyes. I worked soap into a washcloth and began washing his arms, his chest, his neck. He leaned his head back and said, Babe, that feels so good, but I don't think I have it in me tonight for anything more. I assured him he didn't have to do anything but rest as I drew the cloth down the length of his legs. He worried about age slowing him down, but he was as fine as the day I met him, muscles moving beneath his skin at my every touch. Maybe he moved more slowly now, but who doesn't love a careful man? His breathing had slowed, and I could tell he was almost asleep, so I kissed him awake, teased him about being my special kind of sleeping beauty. He said, you sure know how to love me, right, and stood, water sliding from him, showing me all the places I knew I'd kiss tomorrow and whenever he wanted. (laughs) Do you know what? (laughs) I'm about to ask you to run me a bath. That's how... What? Oh, Patrick, man. Oh, Dusty Patrick Swayze? <laughs> You've made that hot? Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I love uh, it. I just want to take care of him. That's <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> All the places I'd kiss tomorrow. <laughs> Bitch, get out. <laughs> Nonsense. You're coming to my house? <laughs> anyway, that was a delight. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. But I, I'm intrigued. I, I wonder what you're going to read for us today. I mean... He's, he's not in a bath, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you that one for free. He's uh, <laughs> he's upright. He's not in a bath. He's not reclining in some bubbles. Lavender fucking scented bubbles. Jesus. All right. Um, I'm going to read mine, okay. which is a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, as always, I'm putting myself in the arena of home. So yeah. I feel like, you know, start off with a bath and then this is what happens, you know, a couple of days later. Okay, sure. All right, cool. I felt him before I saw him. Mm. There was an almost imperceptible collective hitching of breath that I had grown used to hearing whenever Patrick entered a room. I turned around to watch him walk across the restaurant floor, never sloping, never round, towards our table. His shoulders had been the first thing I noticed about him, along with everything else, I suppose. (laughs) And all these years later, I was still struck by them. His hips, still lean, always made me think of flowing water, fluid, unhurried, and sure of its right to exist as a fact. I let my gaze travel slowly back up to find his eyes already on me, a slight smile curving his lips. Eventually he arrived. Courteous in that old-fashioned way that always began and ended at genuine kindness rather than slipping into patriarchal parody, he faced the table. Ladies, he said, warmly, and dropped his chin in the gesture of greeting. (laughs) I drowned out the gentle swoons of my friends, used to this effect he had on most people, and twisted around to smile up at him. He hovered over me, briefly blotting out the glow of the chandelier as he bent at the waist. You'd forget your own hands if they weren't attached, he murmured, lips slightly grazing my ear. I involuntarily shivered and pressed closer still. (laughs) He slid me the present bag he'd made the trip for, forgotten on the counter in my rush to make it to dinner on time. Task completed, he straightened up again, ready to leave. Now he was here, I almost wanted to walk out with him. 
He looked down at my hand, still on his wrist, and then back up at me, and a wolfish smile came upon his face. Mm-hmm. Hurry home, he said. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. Thank you. I enjoyed that a lot. Thank I could see much. it very clearly. I would be one of those friends swooning at his impeccable manners. Listen. If you if, if you if you go out with a man and he's not a nice person, right? Just don't go out with him. Like be decent to be your friends, to the service workers. Every, you know, just just yeah. be like Patrick. Be like thick Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> be like our drabble invented Patrick. Yeah, I yeah. hope his soul is glowing. You know, and happiness wherever he is, wherever he is. Everyone he <sighs> left behind, I want them to have a warm, tingling sensation. Be like. Mm. Somewhere somebody's making up a story about Patrick as we speak. Right. That's what I want them to feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what? Again, what? this mind mill, we've got water happening, fluid stuff happening between <laughs> us. Is that what we <laughs> You mean to say there's fluid involved? Cool. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> listeners, what we're going to do, we're going to let you sit with this for a day or so and then put up a poll and you're going to vote and tell us which Patrick got to you, which which drabble. Had you all hot under the collar. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> That'll be up on our Twitter, friends, uh, which is at First Aid Kit. And yeah, votes votes according to what your heart is telling you. Don't just vote because somebody else is, you know, voting for one specific story. Don't just do a, you know, a ditto. Mm-hmm, we want mm-hmm. you to really think about this. Yeah. But as we say every week, no one is ever, ever at a loss here. Everyone's a winner, baby. Everyone. Yeah. We love you. We do. We appreciate you <laughs> voting. And we appreciate you emailing us and telling us about how the drabbles have changed your life. Because, uh, listen, if you can't sit down and write a fake story about a real life person, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with your day? That's my question to you. So write your drabbles, send them in and all that good stuff. So, um... Ever since we kind of opened up and told you about our ask box on Tumblr, Mm. we have had so many messages and we're trying our best to respond to all of them. But you guys send us a lot of fucking questions (laughs) and we appreciate all of them, but we're trying to answer them around all these other commitments. So we we, we eventually get to them. We appreciate every single one. But this week, we're going to do a very quick shout out of a few of the fan mail emails that came in via our Tumblr. And we just want to say a general big thank you for listening, for reaching out to us, for telling us how you feel, because it really warms the cuckle of our hearts. And as we've mentioned also, (laughs) we're huge egotists, so we always want to hear how great we are. So never hesitate to send that to us. (laughs) Uh, So the first uh, fan mail that we're going to read is from Fearlessly Mandy, and that is M-A-N-D-I-E. And it reads... Oh, my God, girls, I discovered your podcast about two weeks ago and cannot get enough. I went on a road trip with my friend this past weekend, and it's all we listen to. Our cheeks hurt from smiling so much during the Sebastian episode. Thursdays might be my new favorite day of the week from now on. Thank you for the laughs and smiles. Thank you, Fearlessly Mandy. Thank you, Fearlessly Mandy. Um, I have one from Team J86. And this one really, really hit me because I'm so pleased we did this episode. They said, thank you so much for the Ryan Coogler episode. 
I feel like no one gets it. And now someone gets it. And that's, I just want to point out the gets it in caps. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I feel you, Team J86. I look forward to this podcast every week. And even when I'm not personally thirsting after the thirst object, I still enjoy hearing your conversation and your drabbles. Thanks for putting in the work. Thank you, Team J86, for realizing that it is work. And we are trying our best to entertain you and educate you and all that good stuff. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and this one is from my regular size, Steven. What a name. Which- I love. (laughs) And it goes, Sebastian, Seb, Sebby, Sebby Seb. Thank you for doing this episode. I get similarly bothered, annoyed by how unbelievably hot he is. Also, he is the biggest flirt. Oh, my God, you are right. He is absolutely off-white, spicy white. LOL, Nicole cooking for him. I get it. We all get it. Listen, I'm actually considering going to, there's uh, there's some Romanian restaurants in Queens. Oh, I think God. I might have to go by and check one out. That's the power of Sebastian. The last email is from Lady Duggan and their message says, I want to say thank you. I found you guys about two weeks ago, uh, which happened to be when you did the Sebastian Stan episode. You made my commute home so much more enjoyable. I love the format. I love the drabbles. I am so thankful for finding this podcast. For the past two weeks, whenever I've had a bad day, I pull up a podcast and for anywhere between 45 to 60 minutes, I am just happy. Thank you, ladies. Stay thirsty, my friends. Same to you, Lady Duggan. Stay yeah. thirsty. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's so sweet. Thank you, everyone who sends us these lovely messages. We appreciate it. And you can find our Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. Thirst Aid Kit is produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewumi, Julia Furlan and TK Dutest. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit, and we're at TN Whiskey Woman, that's Tennessee Whiskey Woman, Whiskey with an E, and Bimadu, B I M A D E W. Plus, we're on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com, so please come over there and thirst with us. For our Thirst Sommelier service, call and leave a brief message on 765 884 4778. That's 765 Thirst. Non US listeners can send us a short voice note via email. Also, please head over to Apple Podcasts to rate us and leave a review. Um, it really helps other people discover Thursday Aid Kit. And of course, we really enjoy the uh, wonder of getting five stars from you. <laughs> if you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of love and affection at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. We're going to be back next week. Um, this second season has really flown by. Um, and we're going to b- keep bringing you thirst analysis and thirst joy and all the good stuff for as long as we can but in the meantime we recommend of course that you uh, stay limber and again seriously check out Pilates and we will see you next week bye I just want to giggle into my pillow if I had a pillow here I would just we should get a studio pillow I know right we need a little nap corner for when these drabbles knock us out (laughs) 